This is Real Estate Team Builders, and I'm your host, Lars Hedenborg, the founder of Real Estate B-School. The real estate team building world is driven by big egos who boast about how many homes they've sold or how much GCI they've earned. We don't hear much about their low profit margins, the long hours they put in each week, or the unbearable stress they endure. In fact, I've discovered that most real estate teams are losing money when you consider the amount of personal production their owners must do to make ends meet. I believe that if you want to profitably scale your real estate team without working crazy hours, enduring unhealthy levels of stress, or coming up short at home, then thinking like a business owner, building sustainable systems, and empowering your team are absolute musts. You won't find any smoke and mirrors or hype here on my podcast just the real-world tools, systems, and strategies that work. So if you struggle to balance growing your real estate business with focusing on the areas of life that truly matter, then this show is for you. All right, so welcome back to Real Estate Team Builders. I have Sean Kokoska uh, with us today, and uh, this guy's a legend. I was at uh, Keller Williams before I joined EXP Realty, and uh, just his journey in real estate and uh, some of the folks that he coaches and um, kind of a, a linchpin to a certain extent in the evolution of the real estate industry. Uh, and I've had the pleasure to um, be mentored by Sean now and to get into his world uh, more personally. And, uh, you know, being a guy that has achieved at a high level to come into someone's world that is now going to push me to levels that I didn't imagine is really, really uh, super cool. Sean, can you do us a favor? You know, early on in, in the podcast here, I want people to really get an idea of, of who we're chatting with today. So do not hesitate to just brag on yourself for a couple of minutes. All right. So no humility in what you're about to go through. <laughs> no humility. Okay. I'll do my best. And thank you so much, Lars. Because you're a super humble guy. I, I I believe that um, you know humility is is kind of an aspect of of connecting with people. Nobody likes somebody with a huge ego. In fact, ego to me is an acronym. It's edging God out or eliminating growth opportunity. So I, I do my very best to erase the board of my achievements every single day and remain open and coachable and just that sponge. You know, there's a thousand different things we could do in real estate sales or team building or revenue share development. Yet. What should you do? And there's always somebody out there who's who's got the secret sauce, right? And, and we're constantly learning from the successes of others. I think that's important because, you know, the smart person, Lars, they learn from their own mistakes, right? Now, the smarter people, well, they learn from the mistakes of others, right? Hey, I saw that happen. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to take the shortcut. And of course, the extraordinary people, they learn from the successes of those that have gone before them. So I'll share with you a little bit about my success. I'll share with you a little bit about my my learning experience, because I don't like the word failures yet. Uh, I'll just kind of rewind the tape. Let's kind of start at the beginning. Um, you know, single mom raising two kids uh, in real estate sales and juggling so many things. She was she was amazing at what she did. In fact, her first year in real estate sold 104 homes, which back in those days, uh, unheard of, right? So I kind of grew up around real estate. I was answering phones when I was 16 years old at the office. I was her courier. I did everything that I possibly could. Well, I finally decided to get my real estate license when I was 20 years old and uh, jumped into real estate sales, almost found immediate traction just because I got a lot of that stuff through osmosis, right? I was probably one of the first buyer's agents on the face of this planet. The model didn't exist back then, yet she worked the listing side. I worked the buyer side. We started a team together at Remax and just right out of the gates, consistently top 100 internationally with that organization. So as a buyer's agent, I would consistently close over 100 buyer sides per year. 
uh, several $100,000 commission months as a 21, 22, 23 year old kid, right? Just living the life, living the dream. And I got picked up by a few of these national organizations like, like uh, Howard Brinton seminars and uh, isucceed.com back in the day, uh, iReal, National Association of Realtors, and many of the state boards would also hire me to come in and teach people how to sell real estate. Now, there's no real intention. There was no real purpose behind what I was doing. It was just more ego-based back in those days. So back then, I'd have no problem throwing humility out the window, by the way, Lars. But um, yeah, learned a lot from, from being put in that position. By the way, if you can ever get yourself in a position to teach others something about what you're passionate about, well, guess what? The student or the, the teacher, excuse me, they, they always learn more than the student, right? Always, in, in every case, because you have to prepare yourself to go two, three, four levels deep on any of that subject matter, just in case you're challenged. Well, I found a lot of you know, just fulfillment in doing that. You know, we built the team to what we called seventh level, where I personally didn't need to be there any, any longer. I leveraged successfully, like you, Lars, through models, systems, technology, and people. And frankly, I was more of a distraction at the real estate team than anything else. Now, so... I found myself on the road about 200 days per year on stage after stage after stage. And then we had our first child in 1999. And I decided I don't want to travel anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. I want to be home. I want to spend time with this little baby, right? So I looked at my resources. I said, well, Sean, what do you really know? And frankly, all I know is real estate. And I, I do understand business modeling. I understand compensation models. I understand a lot about business. Yet real estate is my passion. So I decided I'm going to get into line extensions, things that just made total sense for the extension of a real estate team. So I got into uh, mortgage. I started a mortgage company, a title company, uh, land development, and then ultimately a home building company. Lars, the idea was six income streams on one transaction. I mean, think about it. I would represent the development company when we acquired the land. They would pay me a great commission and I'd get you know, entitlements in place. As soon as that happened, then I'd pull in curb, gutter, water, sewer, electricity. I would sell the lots back to my building company. We'd build the home, collect supervision fee as part of our budget, which exceeded our expenses. So there was more money there. And then, of course, the real estate company, whether it was pre-sold or not, would list the property. The mortgage company would finance the home. The title insurance company would provide the insurance. And because everything we did was above a million dollars, well, the cycle started again for the mortgage company, the real estate company, and the title company. And we were making money hand over fist, man. I mean, it was like everything I touched turned to gold. We could not make a mistake until 2008, right? Then the market completely collapsed. It turns on a dime. And I was forced to become a short sale expert on my own stuff at that time. Now, I had over 100 homes under construction, all above a million dollars. I had 16 land developments rolling. And man, all I needed was two more years of a decent market. And I would have been able to retire because I kept reinvesting everything that I was making. Now, sadly, nobody wanted what I owned. So it was deeds in lieu of foreclosure. It was uh, short sale after short sale after short sale. I gave away about $32 million during that 18 month stretch. And it was the worst 18 months of my entire life. I'll tell you, there's a lot of soul searching that goes on when you're at your lowest of lows. And it was most the most depressing, um, dare I say, uh, just lonely, cold, dark. I mean, it was just awful. I was even adding up my life insurance policy saying, would my family be okay if I weren't here? It was that bad. And yet during those, those times of depression, we have an opportunity to really discover who we choose to be, right? And I look back at my career and I ask myself, where did I find the most fulfillment? Number one, it was helping people accomplish their goals in real estate, helping that first time home buyer find their dream home, helping that seller get above request price, 
when negotiating on their behalf. So I jumped back into real estate sales and built the team back up. And then I decided I, I really want to train. I want to teach. I want to help others avoid the, the negative financial position that I once found myself in. So I aligned with a guy named Gary Keller. He's the founder of Keller Williams Realty. And we started Keller Williams Max Coaching. And we ultimately grew that to be the largest coaching and training company in the world. And in 2016, I decided I would resign from that position, start Icon Coaching to further my, my pursuit of helping others. Now, prior to that, though, I started a little company for Gary called Maps Business Training. So I took all of our proprietary systems, models, training, technology tools to all industries outside of real estate sales. And I consulted for many Fortune 500, Fortune 50 companies like McDonald's, Panasonic, FedEx, Fort Clips, T-Mobile, Genentech, Pepsi, GMC, and about 5,000 other companies you've never heard of before. Yet I, I made the decision to resign because I couldn't find that fulfillment that I was after in those roles. In fact, I was having lunch with the uh, president of the Global, Sur uh, Global uh, Services Division of McDonald's during a, a breakout that I was doing up in Chicago. And he said to me, Sean, um, said, I love your tools. I love your models. We're absolutely going to apply this. However, you just need to understand that it is a minimum of five years to have any kind of a cultural impact at McDonald's. And it, the wind left my sails at that moment, Lars, because I want that immediate impact, right? When I can take an agent or a team and help them set up their organizational structure, their compensation models, their job description contracts, and, and see that almost immediate impact on growth, that's what gets me out of bed every morning. You follow me? Yeah, that's awesome. So I too, like you, Lars, made the decision to align with eXp Realty because I've got at least 10,000 hours of business model analysis in my history. And I'll just say without any hesitation, eXp is the best business model that I've ever studied. And I'd put it against all other business models, no matter the industry type. So I'm just so grateful for the opportunity to align with eXp because it furthers that vision of helping others achieve financial freedom. Yeah, awesome. And I'm, I'll probably ask a couple more questions about eXp um, as well. Um, but let's let's get into, we chatted before I, I hit record. Um, and as you kind of look back on, on your journey personally and what it took to, to achieve success, get knocked down and then sort of re-achieve success and then pivot. And then, you know, so you've done this multiple times throughout your career. And then you coach some, and you may or may not want to say who, but you coach some of the highest level teams in the countries, like multiple thousands, thousands of transactions. Yeah, and so doing over 8,000 transactions per year, another client closing almost 6,000 transactions per year. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's the highest level that you could possibly imagine to get to in team development, no doubt. Yeah. So let's, uh, we talked about habits as they infiltrate every aspect of, you know, where we are today versus where we came from and where we might be in the future as it relates to like how God has gifted us for building a team or if we're just going to be a top agent with an assistant or with agent attraction with, with, with EXP. So uh, let's just unpack habits as you've seen them and you know a lot of science and you were involved in helping to write a book and you really geeked out before I hit record on habits. So I want to hear you teach us kind of the context around real estate team building and, and habits. Yeah. So Lars, have you ever heard a quote that frankly changed the way you looked at everything in your life. Mm -hmm. it, well, that quote for me was a guy named uh, F.M. Alexander. He said, people do not decide their future. They decide their habits and their habits decide their future. Yet let's have a really honest moment right now. I mean, where do most people form habits? Is it consciously or is it subconsciously? Mm -hmm. Generally, it's subconsciously, right? Meaning, uh, for example, something happens 
you have a reaction to that something and you get a result. Well, by the time we're 20 years old, our mind has had so many exposures, we're on autopilot. So the next time that something happens, guess what? You have the same reaction, don't you? And sadly, we get the same result. So in order to get to better, whatever that is for you, in order to get to better, you've got to get to different. Now, I think part of this is bringing conscious awareness to the habits required for you to achieve the success that you want. So to identify an activity that's going to produce the result that you want, like let's talk about real estate sales for a moment. If I could say, okay, I'm going to create 10 live conversations every day come hell or high water, and that is the activity that I want to bring to what I call the point of automaticity, where I just show up to work and this is what I do. It's part of my self-image, right? Now, by 10 conversations per day, if you apply Pareto's principle to that, you should do multiple transactions every single month. I mean, let's face it, everybody listening to this podcast or watching this on YouTube, you all want more appointments. In order to have more appointments, though, you must create more conversations. I mean, obviously, you want more contracts, right? When's the last time you did a contract without an appointment? So you need more appointments to get more contracts, which means you have to have more conversations. Obviously, we want a bigger bank account balance, don't we? That's part of why you're listening to this right now. So if you want more money, you need more contracts. If you need more contracts, well, you need more appointments. So let's reverse engineer down to the one thing you can control. That's how many conversations you create every single day. Now, whether you do it yourself personally, or if you leverage that out through like an ISA team, whatever the case is, more power to you. So I want you to think in terms of three words. That's who, not you. And this is what Lars teaches every single day, right? I mean, it's who, not you. It's also who, not how. See, anytime I think of doing something unique and different, maybe for icon coaching, maybe it's a new program, it's a new platform, whatever the case is, I have to be honest with myself and say, you know what, Sean, you're probably only proficient at maybe 20% of the tactical work associated with that job description. Now I can invest the other, you know, the, the time, the energy, the money, the resources to master the other 80%. Yet one thing I know for sure is there's a who out there who knows the how. And if I can develop a compensation model that's mutually beneficial, where I know I'm going to get a solid return on my investment, then I'll engage that person to do that for me. It's how we create time abundance, right? Yet a little bit more about habit formation. I want to kind of digress. I'm going to share with you one of the greatest ahas that I've ever received in my life. And I was fortunate to get this awareness or this epiphany at 17 years old. Now, my wife and I are high school sweethearts. We met in the seventh grade, by the way. We started dating when we were 16 married at 21, had our first child at 28, and now we're coming up on our 29th year of marriage yet. We're 17 years old at this time. We decided it's a Friday night, we're going to go see a movie. And we invited her older sister, four years older, and her sister's new boyfriend had never met this guy before. And I agreed I would drive, so I pulled up to the house to pick them up. And Lars, this guy came out of the house, and this dude is built, man, I'm telling you. He had like biceps the size of my thighs, right? I mean, just a bodybuilder, probably body fat of maybe 11, 10, 11%. I mean, just shredded, right? And I'm 17 years old. I want to look like this guy. So I got to know him a little bit. His name's Paul. I said, hey, Paul, um, tell me, how often do you go to the gym, buddy? He said, well, every day. I said, even Sundays? He said, yeah. I said, how long's your workout? He said, at least two hours every day. My jaw about hit the floor. I said, now, Paul, I'm about, you know, I'm 17 years old, and I'm having a hard time getting to the gym two, three times a week, let alone every day for two hours. How do you do it? And he looked at me, Lars, like I was crazy, right? He said, Sean, it's just something I do. So you get the point, right? I mean, he had brought, the, Paul had brought this, this activity of going to the gym to the point of automaticity. It's part of his self-image. It's 
this is who I am. This is what I do. And guess what? Paul gets to look the way Paul looks. So I would challenge everybody who's watching this or listening to this to say, what is that activity that if you just brought that to the point of habit, that your business would look amazing? And where the rubber meets the road is the number of conversations that you create every day. I mean, the whole purpose of marketing is to get your phone to ring so you can create a conversation, right? The whole purpose of marketing, whether it's in the digital space, get them to complete a web form so you can collect their contact information to create a conversation. At the end of the day, and I hate to make it so darn simple, Lars, yet it's, it's about the number of conversations that, that you and I can create every single day because that is the one metric that's going to help us blow it up. In fact, there's only three things in, in which you can control. In real estate sales or revenue share, share development, only three things you can control. Think about it. There's so many things outside of your control, right? You can't control interest rates. You can't control President Biden. You can't control the inventory in the market, the buyer's motivation, the seller's cash position. You can't control any of that stuff. What you can control are these three things. Number one, you can control what you say. Number two, control how you say it. And then third, how many people you say it to. And here's the one thing that I'm most excited about real estate sales as well as revenue share development to DXP is that when you know what to say, you know how to say it with mere words, gang, you can make millions of dollars per year selling real estate or building a revenue share organization or whatever your goals are. So you got to know what to say, know how to say it, say it to enough people. So practicing your craft is something that's critically important. Now, you may be at the top of the top in your game. Just agree with me that practice isn't something we did. It's something we do. And the more you practice, the more competent you become that impacts your confidence at a very high level and it impacts your mindset at the highest level possible. See, I believe that we all start with a foundation in real estate sales. Now, the foundation, uh, many people actually, they, they skip the foundation, don't they, Lars? They just get right into production and they're like building a house of cards that's going to collapse, no doubt about that. Like if you were to build a home right on the sand up against the ocean, the first thing you would do is you'd hire an engineer to engineer your foundation. You'd hire a crew to come in and make sure it's installed appropriately. Yet realtors skip that step when they get into real estate sales, don't they? Now there's four basic things that impact the strength, the depth, the width, and the amount of steel that you have in your foundation. It's number one, your knowledge. In essence, you got to know what to do. You got to know what to say. Your skills, you got to know how to do it. You got to know how to say it. And when we focus on those two categories, that immediately impacts our mindset in a very positive way. And the fourth thing is habits. So to bring conscious awareness to the activities that are worth building habits around. Now, uh, in the writing of the book, The One Thing, with Gary Keller, Jay Papazan, I had the pleasure of collaborating with them a bit and developing all the court training on the back end of the success of that number one New York Times bestselling book with over, geez, seven, eight million copies sold now. Um, I'll tell you, we discovered some research around habit formation by a gal named Megan Oten out of the University College of London in Australia. Now, her research suggests that it takes on average 66 days to form a habit. Now, the old thought was, well, 21 days to, to form a habit, right? That's actually a third of the time required in order to sustain the activity. So the key here, again, is to identify consciously what is the activity that's going to produce the result that you want. Then apply discipline to the point that you own the habit. So do it for 66 days in a row. Get a habit tracker. In fact, on my website at iconcoaching.com is the 66-day habit tracker. Just feel free to go there, go to the resources, look for the 66-day habit tracker, download it. What you're going to see there is a single sheet with 66 boxes on it. 
Now at the bottom, there's some affirmations that are in alignment with habit formation as well. And yet every day you do that activity. For example, I'm going to make 10 conversations happen every day. And every day you do that, you put an X over one of the boxes. Now, Lars, what happens to your motivation, your energy around owning this activity as a habit when you've strung together 12 or 14 X's in a row? Oh, it goes way up, doesn't it? I mean, just maintain the chain. That's all you have to do. And at the end of 66 days, you should own that activity as a habit. Now, that part of the methodology came from a guy. You might have heard of him. His name's Jerry Seinfeld. I'm not kidding. Jerry Seinfeld. Before he was the Jerry Seinfeld that we all know and love, um, he had a, a simple annual calendar up on his refrigerator. And it was month by month. And he said, the, the one thing I have to do every day is write and memorize one funny joke. You know, practice it over and over. Get the inflections right, the pauses right. And every day that he did that, he just put a red X over that day of the calendar. I did what I was supposed to do. Really that simple. Yet think of the compounding effects of doing that one thing every day for Jerry Seinfeld. I mean, after 30 days, you get a full stand-up routine. After three, four, five years, guess what? You get the Seinfeld show. And now any person on the face of this planet who has access to the internet knows who Jerry Seinfeld is. It's the compounding effects of just doing a handful of things right every single day. Now, part of the challenge is, is you don't have to be disciplined in all things, okay? It's just discipline in just a handful of things. In fact, um, when we look at everything you could do in real estate sales, there's only a handful of things that are actually going to move the needle for your production, your net worth, and your bank account balance. It's number one, practice, okay? Just practice to the point, see, amateurs practice till they get it right, professionals practice till they can't get it wrong, okay? So practice your buyer presentation, your listing presentation, the six common listing presentation objections, the 10 common buyer objections, know what to say, know how to say it. And of course you have to say it to enough people. So the next two points on the 20% job description list are lead generation and lead follow-up. Now you do those three things right consistently every day. And I, I encourage you to make those AM tasks because your willpower is as high as it's gonna get in the morning hours. So from 8.30 to 12, just time block the time. Focus on practice, lead gen, lead follow-up, 12 o'clock, you kind of shift gears and you go to the next two points on what I call the 20% job description list, right? That's go on appointments, negotiate contracts. And those to me are PM activities. Now I'm referencing Pareto's principle, obviously, the 80-20 rule, right? I mean, Pareto, an Italian economist, he's studying the economics of Italy. He looked at uh, money and 80% of the wealth was controlled by just 20% of the population. He looked at real estate, 80% of the land controlled and owned by just 20% of the population. And in real estate sales, 20% of your actions will yield a minimum of 80% of your results. And here's the secret, Dan. You ready? Tune in. Here's the secret. Figure out how to give an inordinate amount of your time to those five things, okay? Stay out of the 80% stuff, leverage that off through other people, models, systems, technology, and focus more of your time on those five things. Practice, lead gen, lead follow-up, go on appointments, negotiate contracts. And that's the key, no doubt about it. Awesome. And, and if you're a team leader, right? I, what, I've seen a lot of team leaders sort of abdicate, you know, like I'm out of it now and, and they bring agents th into their world and, th and they don't apply these disciplines with, with their agents. And uh, the, the biggest thing you could do and the biggest blessing you can give to your agents is literally take everything that you just said and make sure your agents are applying that AM PM principles, the five things and the 80, 20 rule, and then provide the systems and the administrators to, to allow your agents to be able to do those activities. And that's how you build an organization selling six or 8,000 homes, right? You're just 
sort of duplicating yourself. Exactly right. In fact, I'll just quickly walk through this model. So if you're listening to this, I'd encourage you to go to Lars' YouTube channel. Check this out because uh, it is a little bit visual where I want you to imagine a pyramid, though, that has five sections to the pyramid. At the base of the pyramid, it's the foundation, right? It's the knowledge, skills, mindset, and habits of the individuals that you're working with. Second is the pipeline phase. That is everything that you, your agents, are doing proactively to identify and earn the business, the buyer and seller prospects in the marketplace today. Now, with tenacity, you and your agents are going to break through to this position of momentum. Now, momentum, to me, is the greatest magnifier, right? When we lack momentum, we look 10 times worse than we actually are. Yet when we possess momentum, we look 10 times better. So once we get to momentum, and here's where most people fall down, is they get sucked down in the weeds, don't they? They start holding the hands of the clients, dealing with inspection issues, mortgage issues, title issues, right? And so they get to this position of momentum one month just to fall backward the next month back down to pipeline. Then they have to work, 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 and they get back to momentum just to fall down again into pipeline the following month. So once you get to momentum, here's the key. You've got to apply now leverage to your model. This is the fourth category of the pyramid. So it's foundation, pipeline, momentum, and leverage. There's four categories of leverage. It's through models, systems, technology, and people. Now, ultimately, again, it takes tenacity. You'll reach the position of mastery. Yet Malcolm Gladwell will tell you it takes 10,000 hours to master anything. Now, if you're a team lead, what you want to do is focus your energy your time, your resources, number one, in the foundation of your agents to hire in trainers or apply your time to train them yourself through knowledge, skills, mindset, habits. And of course, then it's the leverage aspects. What you want to do is you want to apply leverage for your agents so they can give them an ordinate amount of their time to the five things we talked about earlier, to practice, lead gen, lead follow-up, grow appointments, negotiate contracts. I mean, from a team lead's perspective, you want to take everything off of their plate from writing contracts, setting up inspections, uh, attending inspections, inspection negotiations, dealing with mortgage companies, title companies, let them do what they do best. So when you apply your time and energy to foundation and leverage, you're going to get your salespeople up to momentum and you're going to keep them in momentum. That's awesome. And it's worth jumping over to the YouTube channel, Real Estate B-School, to, to look at that um... Look at that visual there, um, Sean. Let's let's kind of land the plane uh, here. Um, I want to ask you a question. You you touched on it a, a little bit. You know, your your move to EXP. Um, I moved to EXP just over a, a year ago, and when when I get someone in a conversation that has played the the game of real estate and the various facets of the game of real estate at the highest levels, a, a guy like you we just have to slow down and have a conversation about it. Cause there's still some, some myths around, um, around EXP and there's still, as I was for years and, and you may have been, you know, I, I was closed off. My, my gate was closed around EXP and I just had these beliefs around MLM and pyramid scheme or whatever crap, you know, we put in our heads. Sure. So to talk a little bit more about EXP, your decision to move into EXP, um, how you see it as a, a step change in uh, in our industry? Yeah, well, first off, um, I, I rejected the model just like you, Lars. I, I rejected it for years. And um, yeah, I just had somebody that I respect uh, reach out to me, somebody I've known for 25 years in this industry. We go all the way back to the Howard Britton Star Power days. And he said, Sean, you just need to take the time and investigate this model. And I had every objection. I'm the founder of Icon Coaching. I've got clients with Remax and Sotheby's and Compass and, you know, you name it. I, I coach them. 
And I said, if I claim affinity to one broker over another, well, then my business is going to die. Well, Lars, frankly, nothing was further from the truth. My business exploded when I shifted over to EXP. Yet the, the one thing that really got me over the hump was, you know, Tim Harris reached out to me and said, Sean, you owe it to yourself. You owe it to your family. Just check out the model. I'm not asking for a commitment. I'm not telling you you have to shift over to EXP. Just spend some time with me. And let's dive into this model. Well, at the time he lived in Austin, Texas, we went up to brunch one day, uh, we got deep into the numbers. And after that brunch, uh, that night, I remember I could not sleep. Lars, I, I had EXP insomnia. I was, I was checking out every video I possibly could. I'm reaching out to, to friends that I have that had made the shift over to EXP and asking them about their experience. Uh, had great conversations with people like Gene Frederick and Brent Gove and um, really got into the numbers behind revenue share. See, the challenge that, that I see is that no matter what brokerage you're associated with, if it's not EXP, you know, you're being leveraged. I mean, and I came to that realization. See, I, I started with Remax, consistently top 100 internationally. I made Dave Linegar, the founder of Remax, a mountain of money, yet I never received any equity or stock in the organization. I went independent after getting kicked out of Remax because they were not team-centric. Uh, they said, Sean, if, if you want to keep building a team, you can do that. You just can't do it at Remax. And I didn't want to go back to being that, that solo practitioner, right? Uh, and so I went independent. I thought, well, I'm, I'm at the pinnacle, right? I'm going to start my own brokerage, my own brand. I'm going to attract agents to align with my brokerage, and I'm going to derive my compensation based on their production. And I don't have to manage them. I don't, right? Well, the challenge is, is that it's a limited opportunity. So if you're sitting there and you're thinking about starting your own brokerage, I would strongly encourage you not to do that because there's a much easier way. See, because you start your own brokerage, you're limited based on the geographic territory in which you can attract agents to align with your brand. And I learned that the hard way. So after doing that for about two and a half years, I learned about Keller Williams. I thought, hey, this makes sense. Profit share, the whole nine yards. I love it. Aligned with KW, you know, built a large team at KW, and then you know, ultimately went to work for Gary Keller at corporate. And I made him a mountain range of money in the process. I, I never received any equity or stock ownership, right? I mean, nothing against the model. I think Gary Keller is one of the most brilliant real estate guys in the world. There's no doubt about that. And got a lot of respect for that organization. And yet, uh, from my humble perspective, there's an easier way. CDXP, you can build a team at EXP. And it's not the traditional type team. And sure, you can still do that. Yet you can build a revenue share team where... You don't have to manage these agents. You don't have to answer any contract issues, provide them with leads, deal with any compliance issues. EXP takes all that stuff off your plate. So excuse me, it's, it's like building your own brokerage and your own team, yet you don't have all the headache, all the ha hassle and responsibility. So I've aligned with EXP uh, almost two years ago now, you know, over 1,250 agents in my, in my RevShare team. They're all partners of mine. We're crushing it together. And it's just a lot of fun. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I was even taking notes on some of the scripting uh, that Tim uh, used to get you to look at it. Um, man, that's awesome. Uh, what's the easiest way uh, for folks to get in touch with you? Is it uh, the website or to message you? What's the best way? I'll just give you my email address. It's sean at iconcoaching.com. And that's spelled S-H-O-N. Yep. Sean at iconcoaching.com. And I, I encourage you guys to check out his stuff. Uh, if you're in EXP, he has um, 
I'm trying to think of when this will go live. It may, we may miss that group, uh, that group agent attraction that you're doing, but you could you do some really cool things for agent attraction if you're in EXP and obviously okay. the team coaching and the agent production coaching, and you have some awesome business coaches that you work with as well. Um, all right. Um, yeah. If you're at the point in your journey, I mean, this was just awesome. I appreciate your, your wisdom, uh, your giving of yourself, uh, and also just being vulnerable with your, uh, with your story and that low point. And, you know, just, uh, you know, there are people out there right now listening that are, are at a low point, you know, and, and they're, they're tallying up their, their life insurance, yeah. you know, and wondering if the world is better without them or if their family is better without them. So that really struck a chord with, uh, with me. So I don't have anything to add to the conversation. If you want to look at real estate B school, it's just realestatebschool.com. We can have a conversation if you're in the team building mode um, and reach out to Sean and his team, uh, uh, Sean, S H O N at iconcoaching.com. Much love brother. Appreciate your time. Back at you, Lars. Thanks for the opportunity, buddy. All right, man. Be good. Have a rest day. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Would you please take a minute to share the show with other team leaders who may be struggling? And if you love the podcast, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to learn step-by-step how to build a profitable real estate team that allows you to get out of the real estate grind and live the lifestyle you've been dreaming about, visit us at joinrebs.com. That's joinrebs.com. Our coaching, training systems and support will help you get more high quality leads, increase your conversions and sales, improve your client experience, and allow you to scale your real estate business, all while reducing the amount of hours you work and the stress you endure. Just go to joinrebs.com for more info now. See you on the next episode.